episode nine of Rich State of Mind. Uh, this episode, we'll be talking about the 10 things most borrowers don't know when it comes to VA loans. Uh, we'll go a little bit of those who are eligible, um, how you're not going to be eligible, how many times you can use it, um, just to, and maybe to bust some myths and some things that you may have been told that necessarily may not be true. So thank you for listening. Please stay tuned. Please visit our site at www.richstateofmind.com where we provide content on real estate, personal finances, and self-development. Share your story and information by posting a blog on our site so that the Rich State of Mind community continues to grow in knowledge. You can also follow our Instagram page at rich underscore state brand to find out about exclusive offers and discount promotions for our apparel. First thing that I feel like uh, most people may not know is that they're reusable. So you can use your full VA loan time over and over again, as long as you pay up the loans each time, you're allowed to have more than one VA loan open at a time as well. Number two, they're only for certain types of homes. If they're planning to buy a working farm or a downtown deli, those are, that's not what the VA loan is for. Um, those of you that didn't know though, you are able to use it for a fixer upper. Uh, it would be a 203K or renovation VA loan. Um, so they're not currently doing those right now due to COVID, uh, but that is something that definitely to look into after COVID is over for those of you that are trying to have a lot of equity left over in your home after you fix it up. And that will require a lot of research, but I definitely think it's worth it. Um, it's mainly designed for properties though that are moving ready, um, single family homes, condos, multi-unit only up to four. I would recommend a lot of people, those of you that especially that are single, definitely get a multi-unit, rent out one of them, or you live in one of them, rent out the other three, or as big as you can get between the one to the four. When it comes to moving ready, the VA appraisal's pretty strict, at least in my experience, uh, definitely just even down to roof shingles um, being messed up and may not necessarily happen to leak, but they are pretty strict about it. So there's definitely something to look, in, uh, look into and make sure that when you pick a home that there are not too many uh, damaging qualities in it. Even if you could probably fix it on your own, it has to be moving ready at that time. Number three, they're for primary residen uh, residences only. Don't bother trying to use your VA loan benefits to buy an investment property. Like I said, unless you intend to house hack, which you live in one of the units and you rent out the other ones. That's about as close to your VA loan buying a property or house you can get to it being an investment. So number four, the loans are not issued by the VA. The VA isn't in the business of issuing home loans. Instead, the agency provides a guarantee on each qualified mortgage loan, but they're guaranteed by the government. So if you have a VA entitlement, the agency typically guarantees up to a quarter of their loan amount. The guarantee gives lenders confidence and helps service members secure great terms and rules. So it's, it's a pretty secure loan. Um, you, I really haven't seen anything better than when it comes to the VA loan, especially really right now. It's pretty secure and I, I can understand why a lot of people that are entitled to this um, particular loan, why they go for it. So number five, they're available despite foreclosure or bankruptcy. So service members with a history of Bankruptcy or foreclosure can secure a VA loan, even borrowers who've had a VA loan foreclosed on, and they can, they can still use that VA loan. Uh, so that's a huge benefit because a lot of people, um, 
they come up and have bad history with credit, bad financial decisions, this loan still allows you to be flex and be able to, you know, go to the next step in life and get a, get a home. Number six, uh, they don't have mortgage insurance. So mortgage insurance is a monthly fee you pay with other programs when you don't, uh, when you haven't put down 20% or more, uh, the VA's guarantee eliminates the need of any mortgage insurance or mortgage insurance premium, helping borrowers save even more money each month. So this helps. Usually I've seen, you know, the PMI is what it's usually called. Um, it usually charges about another 20, $25 a month extra as your uh, loan amortizes, but still another good perk that maybe you didn't know about. So number seven, uh, they do come with a mandatory fee though. There's no mortgage insurance with VA loans, but there is a VA funding fee. This fee helps the VA keep the program going and is required on both purchase and refinance loans. It can be rolled into the loan amount and waived entirely for those with service connected disabilities though. So something to look into. Number eight, when it comes to being eligible, you will get a certificate of eligibility from the VA, but they do not determine how much your loan will actually be. Your lender still determines what uh, or how much your loan will be. So when it comes to your income, your credit history, um, any, you know, obviously file for bankruptcy, any past foreclosure, stuff like that, that will determine how much you actually get for um, your actual loan. So number nine, there, there are no prepayment penalties. You can make extra payments anytime you want, saving you a, a boatload and interest over the life span of your entire loan, which those of you that don't know, uh, if you end up having a 30 uh, year loan, you will end up paying pretty much the house twice in interest. That's how um, these banks make their money. So paying it back quicker is definitely, you know, the way to go. You can even get restructure your payments to automatically deduct a little extra every month. Just an extra $100 per month can shave off years and tens of thousands of dollars when it comes to your balance. So definitely something to look into. You should get an amortization table when you buy your home and it shows you how much an interest, uh, how much you're paying towards interest and how much you're paying towards your actual principal balance. Uh, and then it also, it breaks down for every year. So if you want to match and shave off years, you can just pay the extra principal per, per month and pay it down. So I use that tool. That's how I kind of pay down my mortgage a bit faster. And so number 10, uh, how long do you have to live in your primary residence or your VA loan uh, before you are allowed to move on into another primary residence? So usually when you sign a, uh, your paperwork, to get the home, it says that you have to agree that you intend to stay at the property for at least 12 months. Um, that's something I was asked as well when I tried to use my VA loan for the second time. That was, that's the kind of the golden rule is at least live there for a whole year so that you can move on to the next. And that VA loan is still open while I'm trying to activate another VA loan. It's just that I had to have lived in that old VA loan primary property for at least a year. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other outlets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And thank you for listening.
right, so I just wanted to go over uh, my personal experience with, with my first time using the VA loan and how that built some confidence a bit into me wanting to use it in the future and what I intend to do moving forward the next time I actually end up using it. So um, the first one was a uh, the HVAC system. So there are some stipulations, right? When you get the home or when you're inspecting the home to prepare to buy it, there is some things that the inspector is going to find that off the off the bat he's going to say say he or she's going to say, "Hey, this is not going to probably pass appraisal." And one of those things was my HVAC. Um, come to find out, the copper was being stolen out of the HVAC system, and so it wasn't working. And obviously, that's you know, inhabitable. So that was a hit. And so um, fungi underneath the house, um, that was also a hit. And that's definitely something that will, you know, fail you. Uh, the roof for the, um, for the standalone garage had nothing to do with the house, but standalone garage, the roof needed to be fixed and the shingles needed to be replaced. All failed the VA. So the, I was able to get the owner to buy the new HVAC, which was a blessing because that's thousands of dollars. So he fixed that, took care of the fungi underneath the house. Now the standalone garage was a whole nother beast because with that, um, had no, you know, nobody lives in there. It's actually pretty, it was pretty abandoned, still is. I intend in the future to want to change into a loft, but whole new roof needed to get done. And then obviously the, the shingles. So my father and I, we actually put on the, the shingles on side of the house, the siding, on side of the house. But when it came to the roof, whole different beast. So when I got the house, I got it for, or when I put in my, my offer was $6,000 below what the house was worth. So technically I had $6,000 in equity. So something that was a little bit unconventional that my real estate agent did, and this is why I suggest and highly recommend that if you have a real estate agent, it's somebody who's used to dealing with real estate investors or is a real estate investor yourself because this is something that I've noticed with dealing with other state real other real estate agents that they don't know how to do. So what she did was when she realized I had six thousand dollars equity between my asking price or between my offer price that was accepted and what the house was worth, we used the six grand to fix the house. Now to be honest with you, if this is something that was allowed to do, I mean I'm pretty sure she didn't do nothing illegal, but um, I think it's it's so unconventional people don't mostly know. So we use that $6,000 to fix their roof and we pay the contractor at closing. Uh, I had to talk to the contractor. He trusted that, hey, because most contractors, they want 25, 50% down. So I talked to him, let him know, hey, look, you're going to get close at, uh, paid at closing. I promise you, you know, give me the invoice. I'll send it to a real estate agent. And so at closing, he got cut a check. I got my house and was able to pass the, it took me three times to pass the appraisal. Um, those appraisers are pretty strict on what the requirements are and to the T. And so that's why early in the video, I, or podcast this episode, I, I stressed about making sure that the house is very moving ready. Like I know there's a lot of things that we can say, oh, we can pass, you know, on, or we, you know, it's not our standard. It may be a little bit, is maybe a little bit lower, but, and we can still deal with it, especially if we feel like we're going to deal, but the VA may think otherwise. So that was something that I would definitely ask uh, your real estate agent if they know how to do it, they've ever heard of it. Like I said, that was my first time and only time I've ever been in that situation where we use the equity to pay for the repairs or to pay for the, you know, the roof being done. 
in order to pass uh, appraisal. But it definitely it definitely ended up helping out. I would say the only con in that, and I would say the only con in VA loan that I have experienced so far is that I used up the rest of my equity, right, to get the house, but now I have no equity. So now if the house uh, a year ago, you know, if the house, let's say within six months, you know, went down, you know, in value, now I'm upside down. Now I got a good interest rate. I think it's like 3.1. And, you know, right now the tenants, they pay their mortgages. It's a triplex. So it works out financially, but equity wise, not such a good idea, but cash flow wise, pretty good. So just keep that in mind when you, when you get a house through the VA loan, you're not putting any money down. And so let's say on average, you, you usually will settle with the asking price or maybe a little bit above. Now, a lot of people right now, since the supply is so low, but demand is high, people are having to bid five, 10, 15 grand above asking price. So now you have a house that's worth 160, you had to pay 170 to get it. Now you, you come in upside down already on your mortgage. And so, or at least on what the house is worth in comparison with your balances. And that's just a no go. But some people, you know, feel like they got a good deal. It's just for me. And I think financially, numbers wise, especially if you intend on keeping that home for a while or turn it into an investment property a year later, uh, that's not something I would recommend. Also, what made this triplex make sense for me too was the fact that I rented out the other room. So it was a VA loan, rented out one of the rooms. And so, I didn't have to pay, you know, like I said, I didn't have to pay a mortgage, at least out of my own pocket. Um, so just something to think about. Sometimes there are certain criterias or situations that will forgive you not, you being either upside down momentarily or you not getting, um, you having, using the VA loan and not putting any money down. Uh, it may work out as far as cash flow. Uh, just depend on situations for any of y'all. Not uh, this is not a clear across the line rule. It just it has to be cert very circumstantial. It has to be a lot of potential in the property. For this property, I got it for one thirty eight, but it has an upscale of being worth up to two hundred ten thousand. So that's uh, there was a lot of upside, uh, especially with this area also uh, in particular going up in value throughout the years. So I was kind of looking long ball uh, versus for the right now when it came to this property. So things to think about. Um, that was just my kind of my experience when it came to the VA loan. Not deterred from it at all based off the, how strict their appraisers are. It's still a good deal to me. You get great interest rates, like no money down. Uh, just keep in mind, you still, that doesn't mean uh, that you may not end up paying some type of closing costs. Um, there are still, depending on how much your the owner or the seller is willing to kind of help you out with the closing. Uh, it depends. So just keep in mind that you're not, you may not go in there completely without having to spend any money. Uh, there may be some fees that you have to put down. So I would recommend having a few thousand still saved, even when it comes to getting approved with a VA loan and finding that house and closing down on it.